Hello, hello, hello. I'm Janessa Prudholm, wife, mom, Jesus lover, and your podcast host. You're listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast. This podcast has converted with me from new age to Christian. And the goal here is to help you grow in your faith through Bible studies, testimonies, and real life experiences. At the end of each episode, I sprinkle on a faith-based entrepreneur tip, helping you expand the kingdom through your business. So ex-New Agers, newborn Christians, mamas, entrepreneurs, and those who want to grow in their faith, you have come to the right podcast. Say a prayer, grab your drink of choice, and let's get growing. Today, I am going to have my friend Mary on, and we are going to talk about a few topics. We're going to talk about um, freedom in Christ right now, repentance, what has Jesus saved you from, obedience, and baptism. And we're going to start off with freedom in Christ now. And if um, you would like to, you can introduce yourself, Mary. Uh, Hey, guys. So nice to meet you. My name is Mary. Um, I live in Arizona. And Janessa and I met through Instagram a couple months ago. Um, And a little bit of my story, I grew up in the church. My dad is a pastor um, and I've walked with the Lord faithfully for a long time. Um, But it was in the last couple of years, really just wrestling with seeing um, God moving in power in my life. You know, I knew all the things, but I wasn't seeing freedom in my life. I was just seeing stress and brokenness in my body and just really not in good community with other believers that were what was going on. You know, when we read in the Bible and the book of Acts and you read and see God moving in power, I wasn't seeing that in my life. Um, and so, uh, God kind of created a, an opportunity where some friends of mine got to reshare the gospel with me and my heart was in a place to really receive it. And I was able to reflect on it and see, wow, okay, there's something that I'm missing. This isn't just, hey, Jesus saved me from hell and I've got this, you know, ticket out of hell, free card, and I go live my life. But that there was freedom in Christ today and all the things I was struggling with were a result of not actually going after the full gospel and what Jesus actually promised. And so... I'm going to share a little bit of that today, but that's kind of how I got started on this journey. And then since then I've, you know, life hasn't been perfect, but for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm actually seeing, you know, life change in my life and the kingdom of God is advancing through stories, through people that I've met and shared the gospel with who are actually coming to know Jesus, right? That there's miracles and that there's freedom and things are moving and it's God, not me, but I had to really understand his truth and the clarity of the gospel to really be able to claim it and walk in that. Yep. That, yeah, that's awesome. I love listening to your story. Um, so yeah, let's start off with freedom and Christ now. Like what does that mean? Cause a lot of times when people share the gospel, it's like, well, you don't know Jesus. Um, so, you know, do you know where you're going? Are you going to heaven or hell? And they start off with that. Um, so right. what does it mean? What does it mean to know Jesus right now for our lives? Right. The second. Yeah. So, um, you know, after the gospel was reshared with me this summer and I started digging into scripture cause I was like, I want to know what, Jesus says about things. I really want to know more of like, who is God and what is his nature and what is, what are we, what is life like with Christ? And so spending some time with that, I kind of dug into a little bit of old Testament stuff as well. And really understanding what did sin do? It didn't just make it so that we had a debt with God, but it prevented intimacy with the father. It prevented us from having this closeness with God, like Adam and Eve had in the garden. There was this intimacy. And when we see like the first thing in the garden happening, they eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil because they wanted to control things. And what happened was there was sin, but there was brokenness and there was shame and there was hiding. And so when we look at our own lives, when we are living apart from God, when we haven't been made new creations, there is a distance between us and God. 
And they're like, I've had friends that grew up in the church too, that they'll say like, yeah, I know all the things I know about God. I love him, but I don't know him. I know about him and that there's this distance. And so when we look, looking back at Jesus, um, I was reading through the gospels and looking like Jesus talked so much about repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is coming and he began to describe a new way of living, right? Like you read in the um, different, uh, what are they called? Parables, right? And he's describing a different way of living. It's, it's like, well, wait a second. This is for life here today, not just in the future. And when, when you look at the life that Jesus began to live, and then you look at what happened on the cross, I love the story that right when he died, it says that the veil in the temple that that kept the separation of God from people that it ripped and it tore from the very top to the bottom and really nerdy fun fact. I guess it took over 300 priests to hang this veil and it was four to five inches thick. Like this thing was huge and Jesus's death tore that and God's spirit was able to be in connection with us again because of the blood of Jesus. And then it's like, okay, this is not just saved from hell someday. This is intimacy with God today. And one of my favorite verses, it's in the book of John. It's John 17. Um, this was right before Jesus died. He said that, um, and this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one who sent you, the one you sent to earth. Um, and in another version, it says, and this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent that we get to know God. It's not just someday it's now. And then it was wrestling with, what does it mean to know God? What does that mean? Do I know about him? Do I know him? Um, and so wrestling with more, God put some different friends groups around me and we were reading the text and wrestling and we came to um, looking at repentance and this idea of turning from our sins, actually walking the other direction, a faith that has action. And then what that does is it frees us from the power of sin, that sin actually has power. And so just for an example, I, um, have two kids. So I have a five and a half year old and an eight year old daughter. Um, and you know, motherhood is hard. <laughs> And there were times um, in the last couple of years that I would, I was looking at the world and their definition of parenting and their definition of, you know, what I deserve. And I started to kind of allow some of these thoughts in. And in that, I got really bitter towards my kids and really angry. And as a result, I would snap in anger at them. And I felt like there was this just anger that lived in me all the time. And it would just erupt out of me. And it was something, you know, I tried to fix on my own and it, it was just, I was bound to it. And this summer when my friends reshared the gospel with me, the Lord highlighted that in me and was like, Hey, this is the power of sin in your life, this anger. And you've chose to partner with that. And that's it. it there's bondage in that. Um, and I've, I've been born again. I'm a new creation, but Romans six, one says like, why would you keep going on sinning if you've been set free? Well, that's what I was doing. And I could feel the power of it. And when the Lord nudged me to that, I, I repented. I brought that to the surface and I began to turn and act the other way. And the Holy Spirit changed something in me. And there was freedom from that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this, this is what Jesus did. His blood allowed there to be this heart change and this pulling out of this gunk. And through that, the Lord has really freed me from different things um, in my marriage, just with like um, relationship stuff, intimacy with my husband um, and in friends groups, we've been allowing the Lord to like pull these things out of us and free us from this stuff. It's like, this is what Jesus came to bring. And that as believers who've actually been born again, we are not bound to the anxiety. We're not bound to depression. We, we do not carry this label of you know, somebody who is angry all the time or judgmental 
that's not our character anymore. Um, and when we don't know that that's what Jesus offered, right, then it's really hard to claim that. And we walk around with all this baggage that Jesus paid for. His blood provided a way for freedom for that. And so this last year, it's been a lot about like, okay, Lord, I know what Jesus paid for me. And Satan's been kind of like keeping me busy and distracted and listening to the world to realize, well, wait a second. This awesome package deal that I got with Jesus, it's got some really cool features, right? Like you get a new dishwasher and it's like, oh, you're not using all the features of it. Like Jesus came with freedom today. And when we have to actually walk in that and allow him to change us, and there is so much goodness in that. And so, um, you know, for you guys, viewers, if you take some time um, and read through Romans six, seven, and eight. Paul spends a lot of time talking about this and how there was power of sin and how the cross crucified that and broke that. And there's actually a change and it's not a change that we bring. Um, you know, those of us, I've had friends before that's like, oh yeah, I see all the stuff that I do wrong and I try to change it. We can't change that on our own. And Paul actually even talks about it. He's like, the more that I knew the law, God's way of doing things, right? The more that we are very aware of our mistakes and we try to fix it on our own, mm-hmm. the more that we get stuck. But what Christ did was change that so that through Christ, he changes us and there's a freedom in that. Um, and we can, we can live a new life. So I just encourage you, I'm, I'm kind of in this new state of saying like, go read the text, go wrestle, ask Holy spirit to convict you. Cause he'll do that way better than, you know, some random girl on a podcast, but go and wrestle with that. Um, and I'll, I'll read a little chunk of Romans eight. It says, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you and remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to them. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will also give your mortal bodies the same spirit living within you. And it's this idea. um, Oh, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you. For if you live by it, it dictates you and you will die. But if through the power of the spirit you put on, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. We have a new nature. And that's what Christ brings. Mm-hmm. And yes, we have forgiveness and we'll have Christ in the future, but we get a new nature today because sin entraps us today. We're saved from sin today. And what that brings us today is all the brokenness in our world. And so that's just been a neat, a neat realization. And now I feel like I'm actually walking in the freedom of Christ where before it was all knowledge and I was like, uh, I kind of get it. But now it's like, oh, this is freedom. And there's nothing that could have changed it. I can't claim anything other than Christ actually changed us. When I brought these things to the surface, I repented. I turned the other direction. I walked in that and Holy Spirit actually changed it. He actually broke the chains. Whereas before it was like I was in a cycle all the time. Mm. Yeah, I love how you just shared about um, having bitterness, um, when it came to mothering and how the world tells us how we should do things and everything, because sometimes when you repent from something, you can easily name what it is. You could say, Oh, um, I am sexually sinning. So like, that's easy to name, but sometimes it's hard to, um, name your sin that is like an emotion. So sometimes like when I get upset with my husband or something, there are times where I'm like, I have to, I have to start praying. And, and that's where the freedom comes. There are times where I'm like, I need to pray right now. Like, and I start praying. I say, God, like, please soften my heart. Please let me look at this a different way. And then I just give it to him. And then I usually end up completely forgetting about the situation. And then hours later I'll remember. And I'm always amazed. Like still, I'm still amazed because I know before Christ, I would have perseverated for hours, been like, I can't believe he did this. And, and you know, I I do this and he does that and do the, you know, the back and forth thing. Well, I do this. So, you know, like, I don't know. Um, it is very, very freeing that even if someone does do something wrong, that you do not hold on to that anger. And the only way I've ever been able to let it go so quickly 
is with Jesus is that I will pray immediately and just say, you know, I don't want to hold on to this. I don't want this. Um, I'm going to repent against it. And to do that, I need you to help me with that. And then I just start praying. So it's not just big things, um, for sins, but it's everyday life, the repentance, um, the connection with Jesus. It is all very freeing. And that was the thing I, I'm a very intellectual mind. Like I like to analyze things. I did not understand for so long. I thought it was the shoulds that we read the Bible and we read, you know, you read the new Testament and you read, okay, we're supposed to have, you know, goodness and, and, and grace and joy. And so it was my job to choose to do those things. What I didn't realize is that my flesh I I do not have the power to do that. And it's when I act in surrender, when I come and I say, Lord, I don't have these attitudes and I come and I bring it to him and I say, change me that he does the work. And what we get to do instead is obey. And I know that that was kind of the second thing that we were going to talk about is this obedience thing. Um, And this was just the mind blowing thing I didn't understand until I was reading Romans six, um, down towards the end. It said Romans six, 16 says, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which lives leads to righteous living. So what I, what I finally understood is like before we are new creations in Christ, right? We are a slave to sin. And that's kind of a weird thing to think about. But if you think about it, um, before Christ, before Holy Spirit in us, right, we live our lives and we decide what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own version of what's right and wrong and we do it. And in that, every single time that we're making actions that miss the mark, that does something in the situation, which would be not the way that God would handle it. That's sin. Sin literally means to miss the mark. It's an archer's term. And so when we look at all those sins, there's brokenness in that it breaks us. It breaks other people. It breaks God. There absolutely needs to be a consequence for that too. A just God would not allow us to just live however we want to with no, you know, no concern for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how we're a slave to that. We're a slave only to our own way of thinking. And even if we try really hard to do our best, we are still a slave to only our human way of knowing things. And so what the gospel says is that Jesus said, repent. And he talked about being born again. He said, he told Nicodemus in the gospel somewhere (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, that you need to, to see the kingdom of God. You need to be born again. You need to be born of the spirit, not of the flesh. And this born again, um, it talks about this in Acts 2.38. This is the first time the gospel is preached when Peter is talking to the crowd after Pentecost and everybody had received the Holy Spirit. He said, you guys need to number one, repent, which literally means I am walking my way of living. And I realize that my way of doing life is full of gaps. It's full of sin. And I don't have the ability to even do it well. And so I'm going to say, I'm going to turn, I'm going to do a 180 and I'm going to pursue God's way of doing that. And we do that by following the person of Jesus. Jesus was God's perfect way of living, right? Because he was God. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, that repentance, that's how we get forgiveness for our sins, the cross, there's freedom in that there's, there's, freedom. And we get intimacy with the father because we're putting on Jesus in our repentance. And then Holy spirit actually changes us because if we try to do better on our own, that doesn't work, but it's this turning towards God, bringing our sins, confessing them and saying, Lord, here is all of my junk. I'm going to bring it to the light that he breaks that. And then um, it talks about in Acts 238, repent, and then be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. You're washing away this idea that we are burying our old self, right? We, we brought all of our sins to the light. We're handing them to the Lord. We're like, I don't want this way of thinking anymore. And then we bury it in the water. It says in Romans six, it says, um, or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death, right? So we're choosing death to self. Mm-hmm. I am literally saying I'm dying to my old self. And then now that we have died, it says that we're raised a new creation, right? 
And when we repent, right, we bury this dead body in baptism, right? Holy Spirit is in us now because of what Jesus did. He, he provided intimacy. Now we have access to a new way of thinking. And so the Bible talks about how we don't have our same thoughts. They begin to change. I don't know if you guys have noticed you go to do something that you used to. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I'm not interested in that anymore. Or you go to do something and you're like, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do different, but this just does not feel right anymore. Or you do something and Holy Spirit just convicts you. And you're like, oh, I didn't realize that was like off. And so now we have this new way of walking according to the spirit. However, our flesh is still in us. We, we're not bound to our flesh anymore. We don't have to live in that, but we have to choose to walk in obedience. And it says we're now a slave to obedience. We're a slave to saying, okay, I'm in a situation, just exactly what you said. I'm in a situation with my, my husband. I'm getting angry. Wait, I'm going to stop and I'm going to pray. I'm going to posture myself and say, Lord, I want to do it your way. And then whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, you obey that. And it may be very contrary to what your natural inclination would be. But the more that we learn, I'm going God's way because I know my natural way doesn't work very well. The more that we walk this out, the less that we sin because we're walking God's way of doing things. And there's freedom in that. And the best thing is when we do get off and we choose not to listen, there is grace Mm -hmm. and there is no shame. And there's no condemnation where before there was. And it's this beautiful thing of learning to walk by the spirit. But if we haven't been born again, right? If we haven't had this, you know, death to self, right? A repentance of saying, I'm turning from that, burying that dead body in baptism, filled with the Holy Spirit and beginning to walk that out. We don't see that change. We don't see that change. Um, But when we do, it's pretty awesome. And that's what living by the spirit is. And the more that we walk by the spirit and it's always him, it's not my way of thinking. It's his way. And I learned to be a slave to to him. And it's, I love the, the picture of ballroom dancing. We switch from being the lead to being the follow. And when we learn to follow Jesus, our dance becomes so much better than when we are the lead because we don't really know how to dance, but he does. And so we follow him and life begins to work better. And people are pointed to him because they see, wow, your life looks really different than everybody else. And it's all because of God. And he gets the glory for that. And more people want him because they see the change that he's brought about in our hearts. Yeah. I love that. That's really nice. uh, Visionary to think about the ballroom dancing. Um, Something you said a while ago, and I wanted to bring it up um, because I think it's, it can be different for different people, but someone who grew up in the church and then someone who was just saved and was doing something that was completely not in the church. So for me, I came from the new age. I know what Jesus saved me from. I can say Jesus saved me from all the new age stuff, um, crystals, tarot cards, runes. I could tell you, he saved me from all that stuff, but someone who grew up in the church and is just realizing all this stuff about repentance. Um, I think it's interesting that one time you said, something like, well, you know, you've been saved, but what has Jesus actually saved you from? Um, and I think that is a good way to summarize everything you said for someone who has grown up in the church, but also hasn't felt, um, felt how you felt, felt the the power of Jesus and the freedom that he has. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Lord kind of, in all of my wrestling, I've been in some conversations with about five friends and they all had their different stories. But as we were, we were reading through the book of Acts and we're like, oh, I want to learn more about the Holy Spirit. Right. And in all of these stories, the gospel is preached. People repented. They're baptized. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. The baptism and Holy Spirit kind of switched positions with Cornelius's story. He was the first Gentile, the first non-Jewish person to accept Christ. Um, but there was always this like repentance and we're like, well, that's weird. Cause in the church, sometimes in church settings, they'll, they'll, they'll use, um, what is it like Romans 10 or something that says like, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you confess with your mouth, then you will be saved. And they, a lot of churches will use that as like, that's all we're going to talk about as for how you get to know the Lord. Um, 
when you dig back into that verse, though, it actually comes from, it's a reference, it's a throwback actually to the Old Testament where God was talking to the Israelites and the Israelites used to think, okay, well, somebody has to go up to the mountains and get the 10 commandments from the Lord, or somebody has to go, we need a prophet to bring this word to the word to us so that we can believe it. And in Romans 10, it was talking about nobody needs to ascend to the mountains. Nobody needs to go down to the deep. This is a, your own heart conviction. You get to, you get to, right. If you confess with your mouth, if you believe it's not somebody needing to bring this to you. But when we take the whole thing in context and we read through all of the gospels and all of Acts, we see Jesus and people in Acts talking about repent for the kingdom of God is here, that this is a repentance and a turning. And so it was interesting. I, I had five friends over this last year that just had different stories, but all of them really felt like I don't really feel God's spirit moving in power. Like I know the Bible, I've memorized a lot of verses, but it just feels like knowledge to me. I don't feel like the Holy Spirit convicts me in these different areas or that I see freedom in all these different areas. And so over the course of the last year, um, God worked in their hearts and all of them realized they had never repented. They had never actually taken time to say, Lord, there is sin in my life. I want to bring it out and I want to turn from it because they grew up being told, you know, if you just believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that you can accept him into your heart and he lives in your heart now and you're saved. Well, that's not actually in the Bible, right? Like there isn't this, like, I just accept him. I get, you know, I get my little sticker. I, I believe in Jesus. So I am changed. No, this is a, a death to self. This is a dying. This is a, a laying down my life. And if you've never had a time in your life where you say, I am laying down my control, my life, my everything, right? You can't be born again. And so it was so sweet. The Lord all my friends had different stories, but just really realized, wow, I what a couple of them are like, I actually never realized that I was a sinner. I didn't actually see all the things that I did as sinful. Um, and other friends that were like, yeah, I've actually been walking around with this repentant heart forever, but I've never been baptized. I've never actually said I'm, I'm burying this with Christ. And over the last year, um, I've had just the privilege of walking through that with them and repentance looks different for everybody, but it was, you know, there isn't a formula for it other than it's like, Hey, I'm letting the Lord search me. And so I want to just encourage you, like, if this is you, if you're like, man, I don't feel Holy Spirit moving in power in my life, go get a friend and pray with them and ask Holy Spirit to search you and say, Hey, have I actually surrendered my everything to you? Have I, have I brought my sins to you and said, I, I don't, I don't think well, I don't actually think like you, God, like I don't have this heart after you and, and, and do that with somebody else. Because when you bring things to the light, there's power in that sin likes to hide. And so we absolutely can have this conversation with the Lord by ourselves, but there's something powerful about bringing a friend in and just like sharing, like, Hey, will you pray with me? Confessing those things out loud, asking Holy spirit to change you. And then beginning to do the opposite. If you're a liar, start trying to tell the truth in every single thing that you do. If you have unforgiveness towards somebody, like actually send them a text and tell them that you're sorry. If you have been saying bad things about people behind the scenes, start talking positively about those. That is repentance. It's doing the opposite. And then Holy Spirit will supernaturally do something in you. And if you've never been baptized, after actually saying, I am laying it all down. I want to repent and move the other way. Get baptized, grab a friend who's gone through that before I've baptized like six people in the last year, right? As a death to self, read Romans six, right? This death to self. And then Holy Spirit, as he's beginning to nudge you, right? Begin to obey. And when he says things, it's going to take faith. It's going to take this action of like, this feels so counter to how I think. I know that's good because that's the Lord's way of thinking. Begin to walk in that obedience. And the more that you do that, the more you will actually see a change in your life. And you should be able to, at some point in time, look back and say, yes, this is what Jesus saved me from. This was my old way of thinking is new now. Somebody gave me an analogy once. If if our sin really does weigh us down, it, it, it prevents us from having intimacy with the father. It's like wearing a backpack of like 150 pound backpack of rocks, right? And if you're hiking up a mountain 
and somebody takes that backpack off you, you should probably be able to say, I know where that backpack came off, right? If you get to the top of the mountain, you're like, oh, I'm not really sure if I'm wearing the backpack or not. There's some questioning, right? With that. And so just wrestling with that. And the cool thing is like God, you know, humans and all of us, like we, we can do things imperfectly. And maybe you've been in church situations before where you're like, oh, I'm just wrestling. And it's like, man, why, why didn't somebody like clarify this for me? And we can get frustrated and angry. God has always been God. And if you seek him and you seek him with all of your heart and you ask him to search you, right. And you ask him to really do what the scriptures says, right. To, that Jesus brought intimacy with the father, freedom from bondage of our sin, right. A new way of thinking, new birth, right. He will be faithful to protect his name and we need to and push into him. He will, he will provide that. And it's pretty cool. So don't, don't give up. <laughs> I tell people like, if something feels off, don't give up. Um, and in my story, I actually, I walked through that as a really young child, which I have a lot of friends who like accepted Jesus, their savior when they were like young, got baptized when they were young and realized later, like that was just, they were just going through the motions. There was no actual heart in it. I did that at eight and a half. Um, and I actually remember that I had a heart change. I remember understanding baptism as a death to self. I remember actually seeking Holy spirit and I walked with him my life. And I, I'm a pretty unique story. I think that I was so young and actually had that repentant heart. But for me, I chose to take my eyes off Jesus. I chose to stop living by the spirit when stuff got crazy. And I chose to partner with my old way of thinking again. And I had weeds in my life and the Holy spirit. When I finally brought that out, the anger and some other things, when I turned from those instant breaking, I haven't had a problem going back to that again. And that's kind of the difference between someone who's been a new creation. If they have weeds, Holy spirit can nudge you. You can turn from those. And there isn't this cycle. Whereas somebody who's been like not born again, you haven't been made a new creation yet. You still have your own mind. You can try to fix things and bring them to the Lord. And you're still kind of stuck in these cycles. You're still bound to sin. And so just take that to the Holy spirit. Ask him, search my heart. I want more of you fight for that, right? The enemy wants us to settle, but God has so much more. And if you're not feeling that pursue him, wrestle with him, um, and let him do what he's going to do. He's good. Yeah, he's good. And he's trustworthy. Yeah. We can trust him. Would you like to share a story? Um, so when I found you on Instagram, you were sharing a story about obedience and how God asked you to do something and you did it. And then there were results. Um, so would you like to share a story with the audience? Yeah. So I, I have an interesting story. Um, I had this last year, like, as I was learning, like, Whoa, God's actually real. I want to start sharing the gospel. I, I understood what the gospel message actually was, um, that I was open to the Lord saying, okay, like, you may run into people in public. I may have you message your friends and do things. And I was like, okay, Lord, this is so out of my comfort zone, but I know you're real. I see that you move in power. I've seen you free people. I know that this is more than just knowledge in a book, that there's something of power. Um, there's another verse that says the kingdom of God is a, is not of just of talk, but of power. So it's like, okay, God, I'm ready, but I'm still scared. And so I would just listen. I was like, Holy spirit. Like if you have something for me today, share it and I'll, I'll do it. And I'm going to trust you, but I'm still scared. And so we had, there had been a couple examples of me. I got a chance to go out with some people, um, and pray for people who actually, I saw God heal them, which opened up a door to share the gospel. And so I'd kind of been wrestling with this stuff. And one night, um, we were, I was in my house and I live kind of down this dirt road around a corner where you really can't find my house. And I was, um, hanging out. My husband wasn't home from work. And I heard his truck pull up. And so his truck pulls up and all of a sudden I hear some vo male voices in my house. And I was just in the bathroom. And all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I don't hear my husband's voice mixed in with that group of guys. I was like, I'm just going to go out to the living room to check. So I go out to the living room and there's these three men standing in my living room. And my husband was not there. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is interesting. Felt no fear whatsoever. 
Um, and I said, Hey guys, what's up? And they're like, yeah, is this George's house? And I said, no, this isn't George's house. And they were like through my living room all the way, almost to my back door. And, um, I kind of like escorted them out of my house and I could tell that they were embarrassed. Um, and I, I said, you know, like I was just trying to joke like, Oh, you know, our street's kind of awkward and maybe you got confused and we kind of like lead them outside. And all of a sudden I felt the Lord say, I want you to ask if they have any pain in their body. And I was like, okay. And so I said, Hey, wait a second, before you go, I really believe God does things. And I wanted to know, like, do you have any pain or sickness in your body? And one of the guys stepped forward and he says, actually, yeah, my rotator cuff, like I can't, I couldn't move it this morning. I said, do you mind if I pray for you? And he said, okay. So I just put my hand on his arm and I said, all pain go in Jesus name right now. The guy lifts his arm up and he's like, what? And like the whole thing, complete instant pain, all gone. And he like backs up into the front of my, um, like front door area. And there was another guy that I got to pray for him too. And then all three of these guys are standing in, in the front of my house. And they're kind of just like in complete shock, like what happened. And the Holy Spirit is like, took charge of me with boldness. And I was like, Hey, like, this is Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Do you like, what is your relationship with him? Um, and they kind of tried to mutter some stuff here and there. And one of the guys had grown up Catholic um, but didn't really have obviously like an intimate relationship with him. And so he, he was really interested, but he was almost in tears. So we talked for a little bit, we exchanged phone numbers because I wanted to be able to bring him back to my house and share the gospel with him because signs and wonders, right. In the gospels always softened people's hearts to understand that that was Jesus. And when you read like all of the miracles, all those things always pointed to the father and so it like catches people's attention. They're like, oh my gosh, something is real here with the name of Jesus. And their hearts are postured to listen. And so we exchanged phone numbers. And it was really interesting. The, one of the guys actually came back to my house a couple months later and talked with my husband and said that he had um, lost everything recently in the last few months. And that just meeting God in that moment was a huge answer to prayer. And he had started reading his Bible again and really like actually seeking him. And it was interesting and sad at the same time he said he was going to come back again and I was going to share the gospel with him and he, and he hasn't come back again um and every like once in a while my son will ask about Ishmael and we'll, we'll pray for him um and it's so it's interesting it's like not everything always ends exactly in the way that you know whatever but God is still drawing him and this moment like he's seen God move in power right and he knows and so we can just keep praying for him. And someday I hope that he comes back to our house and I can share like, hey, do you want actual freedom? But it's like these little things. God is always moving. That's something I didn't realize either. God is always moving. He's drawing people. It says that nobody comes to the father except through those who God draws. God is always drawing. And in the kingdom, we get to be a part of that. Like how mind blowing is it that God chose broken humans that he redeemed to help put his kingdom on display? Like that's incredible. And if we are listening and obeying, we get to be a part of that. And there is so much joy in that. There's so much joy in that. Um, and the more that I listen, I get opportunities. I've shared the gospel. I've been able to pray deliverance for people. I've seen people healed. My life has never been more full and it's all come from surrender and listening to Holy Spirit and obeying and watching him show up. And the, and the neatest thing, just encourage you guys, if you're like, I want to start obeying, I want to see that the Lord is so gentle to start small, right? It literally may be a simple thing. Like somebody walks into work and they're really struggling. They've got a really bad headache and you just say, Hey, can I pray for you? And you, you just put your hand on their head and just pain go in Jesus name. And just a simple thing, right? Let Jesus show up. And when he does something, you're like, oh my gosh, God is like legit real. Like that begins to build up this like extra confidence in the Lord and he'll give you new things. He's not going to ask you to do big things right away. He he'll build up the faith. And when you're faithful with the small things, he'll give you bigger things that you get to partner with and see God working. Like how freaking amazing is that? And that's not something we're going to get in heaven someday, right? We don't get to be a part of bringing kingdom to other people who don't know Jesus. In, in heaven someday. And so I want to take advantage of that now because it's so wonderful. It's so good. So yeah, it's, 
and it's it doesn't happen every day, but I, I'm like, I wake up and like, Lord, help me stop looking at my life and be busy and just focus on me. I want to be a part of your kingdom. And it can be simple things. And when the Lord nudges you, you'll feel it. You obey. It's not necessarily going to feel like your flesh, but it's like, nope, I'm going to trust that God knows what he's doing. And there's something so beautiful in having no idea what he's going to do, but knowing he's going to show up. And it's like a surprise. It's like opening up a present every single day, watching him move in the way that he does. Yeah. And I love how you talk about having Jesus show up, like say, like letting Jesus show up because it's not about what we say or what we're doing. It's like, we're just obeying. And then God's doing the rest. God is working like through us. He's coming here and, uh, he's having us do something, but it's all him. It's not all on our shoulders. In fact, I had to go through a little pride thing. The Lord kind of shaped me a little bit. I was for a little while. I was like, Oh man, like I'm going to come in with all these like wise words and teaching and all this stuff I've been sharing on social media. And the Lord's like, Hey, by the way, it's nothing that you say that's actually drawing people to me. It's me. And I was like, Oh yeah. Thanks Lord. And then a week later I was like, Oh man, but what if I'm, what if I mislead people? What if I misrepresent him or whatever? And God's like, Hey, by the way, also you don't actually have the power to screw up people's relationship with me. It's again, me. And so once I realized I have zero control over what, if they come to the Lord or not, there's so much freedom in that, knowing that I just got to listen to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's knowing what he's doing. And if I mess up, God's got that covered. <laughs> he's chosen to use me because he, and he knows that I could mess up, but he's got it covered. And it's like, oh, there's so much freedom in that. And that's also where the enemy lies. The enemy lies because he wants to put fear in you. He wants to say, oh, you need to have this all together, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to bring that to the Lord and repent of that and say, no, I am not, I'm not a child of fear. I don't need to deal with this pride in me that thinks I need to get it right. We lay that down. And do you want to know how you do the opposite of fear? You trust and you obey. If you want to repent, instead of saying, you know, I'm just going to choose not to fear. No, you do the opposite. You literally do the opposite and you go and share and that will break a hundred percent. It will break when you actually obey. And that's the beautiful thing about repentance. It requires, this is the book of James, right? Faith without action is dead. Your faith that doesn't lead to you actually moving in the opposite direction. That's not real faith. Your faith should result in an action and the Lord shows up, right? It's not you, it's him, but we have to take that step. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, these are all the things I want to talk about. These are things that you and I have personally talked about together. I've seen you talk about online. Um, I went to that zoom, uh, call with you and some of your friends, and that was really awesome. Um, and we talked about all this and it just got me thinking that I feel like a lot of other people will benefit from hearing this and have a stronger understanding of what is repentance, how powerful God is and how he gives us freedom now. Um, the amazing things that happen when you obey and that we're not in control and also the importance of baptism. And, um, we talked about this before we got on started recording is that it's not just showing your faith. It's not like just showing that you're surrendering your life to Jesus, but it is a death of your old self. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good. So thank you. And I think that's all. Do you have anything else you'd like to share? Um, oh, the other thing, I guess, just to, again, to wrestle with you and I have talked about our kids a lot too, and how, how do we raise kids to love the Lord? And just the, one of the things I've kind of changed over the years is realizing God has to draw our kids. Right. And it's not an amount. It's not about knowing all the things like we can teach them to love God. We can teach them about him. But really, at the end of the day, they have to actually choose to repent. Um, And so one of the things I've just been flopping with my kids, you know, they can tell that they're bound to things. They can tell, they can understand that anger boiling inside. They can understand an inability to forgive or whatever. And we can talk about that with them and say, you know, that's why Jesus came to die, right? Because he wants to free us from that. And when someday when you're ready to lay that down, to repent, to die to yourself, right? And we can use maybe different words, but kind of the same thing. When you're ready to give up control of that, Jesus will free you from that. 
And today we can ask him to kind of help us walk through that. But I think I'm learning, like, I don't have to try to get Jesus in my kids today because that's not helpful, right? That's kind of false teaching that, you know, that's not helpful, right? They have to actually choose to repent one day. But the Lord's really, the more that he's taught me who he is, the more I'm able to walk my kids through stuff with grace and love because it's hard to parent a kid that's not born again, but we can see it and they can see it and parenting them with that grace and love and being able to talk about the power of sin. They can see that in their lives um, and that the Lord will someday draw them. And so telling them stories of how the Lord draws people is one of the best ways to be a witness to our children. Mm, Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's actually something I've done with my son a few times after you and I had talked to, we talked about this exact same thing. And there's been times where he's been angry or we've gotten in an argument or something. And then after uh, we've apologized to each other and I've said, you know, these yucky feelings, these are the things that Jesus wants us to repent from. And that means turn away from, and he wants to take away um, those yucky feelings. And sometimes my son is right on board and he's like, I love Jesus and stuff. And sometimes he's like, I don't want to pray. I don't want to talk about Jesus. And so, um, I obviously know he's like not ready. Like he's seen me get baptized. He understands that I love Jesus. He'll say, I want to get baptized, but I'm like, you, I don't think you're ready. Like you're not ready to understand and completely repent. Um, Yeah. So I think he's kind of just living off my, my faith right now, but he's still learning. Right. And it was good. Like the Israelites, even though they couldn't be free right yet, they still pursued God and there's goodness in that. Um, but even my son, like I can tell he still loves his sin sometimes. Like he, he does, he thinks it's funny. Um, I've had another conversation with a mom (laughs) who her son, she said, yeah, asked her son about his anger and he, or something. And he's like, yeah, I don't like it when I get caught, but I kind of like doing it when I'm doing it. <laughs> but it's like, it's the, I mean, we loved our sin. Right. And so yeah. it, it's okay because that's human nature. Right. And we don't have to, we don't have to fix our kids right away. Right. Like the Lord will work on that, but we can see evidence of the need for the gospel our sweet kids that are honest about loving their sin. Um, and we can pray for the Lord to soften their hearts and to convict them. Right. So yeah, I'm learning. I don't have to control that. And there's so much freedom in that. Um, but it's good conversations around those things too. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for being on the podcast and sharing this information. And, uh, would you like to end with prayer? I would love to. And also yeah. if any, anybody wants to reach out to me ever, like I'm happy to share more stories and and talk. And, um, I actually have a lot of friends that live all over the United States. And so if you're ever looking for somebody to connect with locally, I might have people that have a similar story to yours too, and would love to connect people. So feel yeah. free to reach out. So yeah. Where can they find you? Um, easiest way is just my Instagram. So it's root. What is it? Roots dot and dot fruit. Um, or you can find me through Janessa's page. Um, that way. So yeah, I'll put it in the bio. I'll put your information in there. Awesome. Mm -hmm. God, thank you so much for your love and your story and how you chase after us and you want relationship with us. God, I just thank you for this conversation today, Lord. I just pray that anything that was really, really from you, Lord, that just people need to hear, would you just gently convict with that Lord, that your grace and your kindness is what leads us to repentance, Lord. And we just pray for that. Um, if there was anything that we shared today that was off and not you, Lord, that that would just fall away, God, and that your words would remain, that your truth and your promises and the way that you live and love God, that that would just be so glorified in these conversations. We thank you for using us. We thank you for your story and we thank you for your kindness and faithfulness in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Mary. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you all got a lot of great information listening to Mary and I talk. I hope this helped you grow in your faith. And if it benefited you, please, I ask, share with your friends and your family. Um, Share with people that have been in the church for a long time, shared people who are new in the church. This could be um, very helpful for 
expanding the kingdom and helping others um, with their faith, growing their faith, um, getting deeper in their faith, getting to know Jesus and understanding that he is powerful. He does do miracles right here, right now, not just in the Bible. So I think this is a great message. Um, I had Mary on because listening to her and talking with her, I've learned a lot and it's been very powerful. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed. And as I have promised in the intro, I have an entrepreneur tip and my entrepreneur tip today is to analyze your business and see if there are idols in it. And then ask, why are you continuing with that idol? Does it line up with scripture? Your why? Does your why line up with scripture? So for example, I find myself having or making Instagram an idol. And then I tell myself, well, why do I use it? Oh, well, it can be used as a tool. And that's good. But then I'm like, um, I need it to reach more people and to have success in my ministry and my business and all in all we know that God is in control and God doesn't need us to do anything if he wants the message that we are sharing to get out he will get it out we don't need anything especially if we're making it an idol so um that's kind of my thing right now is I'm having a lot of difficulty with Instagram and I can go without it and I'm fine but if I start using it I use it all the time and I'm always on it and it becomes a distraction from my family and even from actual work I just start scrolling Um, so look at your business is anything in your business you're saying you're using as a tool and it's becoming an idol such as social media like me or um, money you know, money become can become an idol. The uh, the root of evil is not money, but it's the love of money. I love that because you don't want to feel bad for having money. Um, Jesus isn't upset if you have money. It's He's upset if you make it an idol and if you love it more than him. So anyways, that's my two cents. And if you guys are interested in um, teaching your children about God, I have a free resource that you can get inside the show notes. And also, if you would like a prayer journal, that's also free for you guys. So check it out in the show notes. And I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless you all.